guys. Thanks for everybody for jumping on to this week's edition of the FFL Skies Point Skies of the Point podcast. And I have a great honor of um, introducing to you guys Aaron Groves. Um, he's local here in the office with me as well. Um, I'm excited to share his story with everybody. Um, we'll kind of go through his entire story. We'll wrap up with a little bit of Q&A, but thanks for jumping on, Ian. Hey, man, I appreciate it. So um, let's just get right into it. If, if for people that don't know who you are, can you kind of introduce yourself, kind of where you where you came from and how long you've been here with us at FFL? Yeah, so my name is Ian Groves. Um, I graduated or didn't graduate, but I finished my last year of school um, in May. I started with FFL in February uh, part time. And then I went full time once I finished my semester um, in June. And I think I got in, in the office in September. Got it. That's kind of the so, background. Got it. Cool. So, um, so you started your, your, your business because you went to college down in, at Baylor, right? Yeah, for the last year I did. So were you kind of, when you were at school, were you kind of part-time there or did you not really do that until after, after school ended for you? No. So I was part-time during, uh, during school and playing baseball. I was still working, um, kind of just as much as I could when I had some free time. Got it. Okay. Then, you, then you moved up to, um, obviously up to, up, up to Kansas and, and you were running here and there. So, cause like the big question is like, what? You were out there helping around between 10 families a month until around September. Is that right? Yeah, just about. Okay. So you're helping 10 families a month. The big question is like, cause you went from helping 10 to, to 40, like what, what do you attribute that to? Did you just work more? Did you do certain things? Did you change stuff up with your, what leads you were running? What, what, what everything, what, what all changes did you make? I think it was, it was an accumulation of a lot of stuff. Um, I think I kind of fell into the trap of thinking I was working. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people go through and I mm -hmm. think everybody's been there. Um, so it was kind of like working at home, thinking I was having a good dial day, making a call, stepping out, like doing stuff like that. Um, so that, that was most of it was really just the actual activity I was putting in throughout the day. Um, mm -hmm. And then the biggest part that like kind of changed a lot for me was just asking as many questions to people as I could. Like I, I went to the sales conference in Atlanta um, mm -hmm. in August, asked as many hall of fame producers as I could questions. Um, I called you when I like first like heard of you and just asked you as many questions as I could. You were helping me out a lot with stuff like that. Um, and kind of the biggest part was just getting in the office and actually like getting a space that, when I'm here, I'm working and I can, yeah, there's times I can ask questions and stuff, but while I'm here, I'm, I'm dialing, I'm doing stuff. I'm putting in the activity that actually produces and not just having a conversation and then going and watching TV for five minutes and then coming back. Right. Right. Now that I think everybody has that. And that's why I, when I, we bring agents in, it's always like focus on income producing activities. If it's not bringing you income, then that's something that you can do in your downtime. If you're waking up early before you're dialing, late at night, because a lot of people like call them carriers or mess around with carrier websites, 
or I mean, even watching a video, a lot of people think like I'm training, I'm working, which you do need to train. You need to watch videos. You need to improve. But I've always classified income producing activities that that's your, you're buying leads, you're calling leads and you're, you're running an appointment. Um, whether it's telesales or, or face-to-face, that's the only thing that's really going to bring you an income. And that's, and when you're bringing an income, that means you're, you're helping families out there too. Um, so obviously getting an office and that's what I did too, is like, I think after my first convention up in, in KC, first thing we did when we came back is, um, looking for office space just for us personally. And because I, I remember you coming in, you came into like the, the dial room and you're like, I might get an office later, like a physical office for yourself. But then like after the first day, you're like, screw it. I need to do this. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. Probably, probably one of the best decisions you've made. Um, yeah. Cause it is, uh, it's, it's crazy hearing you, you dial. I mean, you get dialed up a lot quicker because when you're, when you're talking about activity, like break that break that down. Did you have a set schedule when you were only helping 10 versus do you have like a set weekly schedule you, you stick to no matter what? Uh, when I was only doing like 10 families a month, I was like, I woke up at home at like seven thirty, seven forty-five, dialing by eight. Um, but I didn't stick to that time of dialing. Mm-hmm. Like I would like get one set an appointment and then go do something and then come right back, whether it was like two, three minutes, but I was still wasn't putting mm-hmm. in the actual time to do something. So when it, when it came to the actual activity, once I got in the office was like listening to listening, how you dial and you schedule your appointments and then you're, you're done because you've scheduled your appointments by, you know, one, 12, one o'clock, whatever it is. Um, seeing that and seeing like, okay, it wasn't just, you know, I suck on the phone. It was, I'm taking all day to dial. Mm-hmm instead of just, you know, the dials are taking all day. No, I'm taking all day to dial. Yeah. That's, that's huge right there. It's, it's not that you're not dialing enough. You're just prolonging all the dials. If you can, if you can get those dials crammed three, three, 400, whatever, how many dials, if you can get that crammed into three, four, five hours versus 12 hours, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're going to be a lot happier. Your mental's going to be a lot better and you're not going to feel like you're taking forever. Yeah, nobody likes dialing at 8 p.m., tell you that much. <laughs> right. So, like, for instance, today, like, so when did you, you got in the office, when did you start dialing? Uh, I was in the office at 7.30. I, my first dial was at 8. 8, okay. And because you came over to me a little bit earlier, how many appointments did you book for the day? Uh, I got 15 so far. 15 so far. Uh, so, 8 to, to what time? Uh, I think I was booked with 15 by 11.45 because I had a, I had a telesale at 12. Nice. <laughs> so you booked 15 appointments and you just helped with the family yeah. all in one day. So that's awesome. And, and, and obviously the office gives you the structure and obviously you've gotten better on the phones throughout the, the period of time as well. Um, but that's, there's, there's no, so there's no really secret sauce. It's just mainly taking control of your time and focusing on income producing activities. Yeah, because I think once you do that, you start realizing what works for you more. Um, and instead of, you know, thinking about the scripts or whatever it may be, like, did I change my script once I heard you? Absolutely. But like, instead of me trying a bunch of different things throughout the day or whatever, now I had enough time because I was actually doing the thing 
to, okay, I'm going to do this and see if it works. Okay. I'm going to do this and see if it works, but I'm still setting appointments. I'm not just like running a, you know, a mock phone call with my fiance, like, Hey, let's run this real quick. All right. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back in here and try and dial. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it and see if it works for me. Cause I did change a lot, but mm -hmm. that, that was kind of the, the secret sauce was just being able to actually produce income producing activities. Like you said, is like, that mm -hmm. is what helps. Awesome. Okay. So let's, since you kind of alluded, alluded to it, let's, let's talk about your, your phone script. Um, did you, did you really change what you were saying? Was it how you were saying it? It was a little bit of everything or. I think it was a little bit of everything. I was really, um, I wouldn't even say salesman. -y. I was kind of just like a, I don't even know how to put it. I was just so overly over the top excited when I talked to people. Yeah. Like they pick up the phone and I would freak out and like talk super fast. And when I start doing that, I, I sound like I can't speak. So it was really just uh, changing that up. But like, yeah, it was the way I've, I've done it now is after listening to you is like decreasing sales pressure and just staying calm throughout the whole thing. Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's cool. So um, give us, if you don't mind, can you kind of, well, first, before we get into that, like, so where, where you started, like, are you strictly in home? Are you a little bit of in home and telesales? Like where's, where's your business at now? Um, I, I would say it's a, it's a hybrid, um, mm -hmm. over the last month, it's been predominantly over the phone. Uh, but that's just because of the leads I like to run. <clears throat> so I, mm -hmm. I'd use a lot of age mortgage, you know, that, mm -hmm. um, and being here, you can't in Kansas, you can't really get that. So whenever I find it in whatever state that may be, cause I think I'm, I think I'm licensed like 12 different States. So Mm -hmm. I just buy it as soon as I can, as much age mortgage as possible, run that um, super cheap, but it's also most of the time they have never been helped or they don't know what they have or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's been huge, but I like this week I'm going in home, but I did one over the phone a second ago. Right. So do you think going in home to start made it easier for you to do telesales? Do you think if we have friends that you hire a brand new agent, are you going to recommend them do one over the, over the other to start? Or do you think it's just going to depend on the agent and their personality and what they're looking to do? I think it, I think it depends on the agent and their personality, because if you can have the confidence to do it, cause I think, I think that's the biggest thing over the phone is like confidence. Mm -hmm. And that's just because you don't, if you're brand new, you don't really know what's happening anyway, most of the time. So I prefer to go in home uh, personally, but if the agent has the confidence and has like the understanding of products, maybe they just, you know, study a little bit more and know what everything is, which is some, some people are like that. I was not, <laughs> I didn't know much about anything when I first got in the home, I called my upline literally every day. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think it just depends on the agent, but I would recommend going in home because then you know what, when people say something, now you can just imagine what their face is like, what their body language is like and why they're saying it. For sure. No, I, I agree with you. I think if you can get some appointments under your belt face to face, you're you're going to have more success. Both work. They both have their pros and cons. Um, and I mean, we could spend a whole day talking about that. Um, but because I remember when you were you were first getting in the office and you were kind of hearing like Leah selling over the phone, that type of stuff, like you were super, super scared of it like but then like 
just a few months ago, like you killed it just selling mainly telesales. Was it like you said, just confidence is that you just needed to believe that you could do it? Did you? Yeah, it I, think, I think that was definitely, it was just believing that I could do it. Cause I'd done, I'd done so much in the home already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of took it almost like a challenge to try it. Uh, especially cause I had so many leftover leads that I'd never got a hold of. Um, when I did take a travel trip uh, to Texas, I had so many leads I couldn't get a hold of when I was there. So I just decided, okay, well, I'm going to try. It wasn't enough to take another trip. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to try and do this again, just over the phone. Cause I've never got a hold of these people. Mm-hmm. And I think I, the first week I did it, I think it helped 10 families that month or that week. <laughs> so it was pretty, it was definitely worth it. Cause it was leads. I didn't even have to buy. Right. <laughs> I already bought them. That's what's great is when you can just resolve your other stuff. Cause you, you probably gave up on them because you didn't have enough to go back down to make another travel trip, but you could still sell one policy here and there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. And then at that point you're profitable because it's right. If you're doing age, you know how cheap it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so let's, you, you alluded to it earlier, like changing your, your, your phone script a little bit. So can you break down what your phone script sounds like and kind of walk us through like the differences of you, like when you were super excited versus like your tone and how you're talking to people now? Yeah. So I think with, I mean, can I just do age? I mean, predominantly do age mortgage. So do you yeah. want me to do an age mortgage script? Okay. So I think when I first started, I like word vomited on everybody. So it'd be like, they would answer. I'd be like, Hey, Colton. Hey, yeah. Colton, this is Ian. I'm just getting back to you real quick. There's been uh, there's been some things going on in the county. We need to get these updates out to you for the mortgage protections. Like, that's what I just thought it was, right? Like, <laughs> just how quickly can I set the appointment? There's no substance behind it. They don't really know why I'm even coming out, like, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And I, the no-shows were just ridiculous. So I once I heard you and kind of how you did it, like I said, like, just from the beginning, it was – word vomit that's the only thing I can think of but um from now though what it is it's it's calm it's I break things up um like I'll stutter on purpose and I got that from you so um but it's just to decrease sales pressure it's like hey Colton hey Colton this is Ian I was just getting back to you real quick I I, I needed to close this file did, did somebody get out there and get the mortgage protection set up for you? And at that point, they're either going to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say, most of the time, it's like, no, nobody ever contacted me. And now I just got a brand new mortgage mailer for the price of like $3. <laughs> so it's it's super easy. Um, and if you decrease sales pressure because you're just asking, did it ever get done? And mm-hmm. if it did okay, perfect. Um, you know, if you can dig in and see what they think, what they think they have, because most of the time you'll run into, I've ran into it a hundred times, people just not knowing what they have and thinking they have something that's actually an accidental policy when they could have got, you know, coverage, but whatever agent went out there and sold them, whatever, maybe they didn't have the products we do, mm-hmm. um, went and sold them an accidental. So when you start digging into that, that that's why I would go in home. So you can look at policies know what they are, understand right. like, what policies mean mm-hmm. uh, because if you're just doing that over the phone and you're like, okay, well, I know a moo accidental starts with 50 AD just because I've been yeah. in the home a thousand times and I know like that, that stuff. So 
you know what accidentals are, you know what they mean. So then that point you can help them. Um, so going in home school just for knowledge wise, but you just break everything up. You're asking questions, mm-hmm. you dig in. If you want to go over the phone, it is easy. Um, you're just digging into what they have. <clears throat> if they have $250,000 in coverage for 15 bucks a month, you probably know it's an accidental. Right. So, so how your intro is, you're, you're kind of, you're getting your script out, but you're delaying it how like you're, presenting it, I guess. So like you're, you're starting a little bit, you're, you're a little bit slower in your speech. So just with that, because with age leads, a lot of people, they, they get hung up on so quickly in like the first 30 seconds. And a lot of times it is just because we're super excited and we're, and then automatically they're, they're up here and like, up this guy's trying to sell me something. So in just in terms of that, is is that what it's really helped you out with is keeping these people on the phone and getting them to open up? Is that was that the hardest thing when you that you were seeing? Yeah, I think so. And I think breaking it up and and asking questions like I'm the one confused. Yeah. Helps because then they're gonna be just as confused. And at that point you solve the problem together and it's not you versus them. Yeah, I love that. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's what I've kind of found out to be just super helpful for, for myself is kind of, kind of coming from it. Like we're, we're, we're in this together. I'm not against you. I'm not trying to sell you on something that you don't need. Like it's just my job to come out there. Always the, uh, the guy that doesn't really like his job. Yeah. That's helped um, a lot. And I got that from you was just acting like, okay, I'm just doing my job. I'm not selling something. I'm just the guy to get you the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's, I mean, and I guess that's what you get when like back to what you're talking about, you're in the office with other people that are doing it. You can kind of just bounce stuff off of each other. Like you here, obviously our doors are usually always open. We're, we're down you, even if you're, even if you didn't want to listen and you can hear people, what they're saying, how they're saying it, and you can just pick up on little things, which is, which is awesome. So, so you, you mentioned that you kind of just love aged mortgage. So with that, do you just like it? Cause it's a, you can be just super profitable because it's such a cheaper lead than like fresh mortgage or what's I your do, philosophy on that? I, I do have fresh mortgage counties, um, mm-hmm. but obviously right now, not a lot of people are buying homes, refinancing, anything like that. So I think the age mortgage was huge because like you just said, it, it is super profitable. Um, mm-hmm. And you're most of the time, a lot of these people haven't been contacted or they don't know what they have. Like, yeah, I have something coming out, but I don't know what it is. Okay, well, let's solve the problem. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was timing. Um, some people didn't sell them the first time because they really did have to think about it. And then now you're just the one following back up. Um, I've ran into that a few times where they're just like, yeah, we, we need to think about it. But yeah, I think we, I think we did want to go through with it. Perfect. That's why I'm calling. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's but, why I, I, I'm a huge fan of the age stuff too. Cause like you just said, timing is honestly everything, whether it's like a three month old internet lead or uh, a three month old mortgage lead They're they've both been hit before they've, probably had calls before it's floors me still when like people say yeah no one reached out to me I'm glad you finally called me (laughs) and it just makes it it makes it that much better because then they you can build that relationship with the client too that like Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I was waiting for somebody to call. I'm so sorry. That's why I'm calling. I'll be the one that takes care of this for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. I mean, profitability is huge with it, of course. Um, but I also think like you need to have the right expectations. Um, my, my stack of declines over here is huge. Yeah. But instead of now I'm getting declined by a $75 mortgage mailer, I'm getting declined by a $3, three month old mortgage mailer. <laughs> and I have a hundred more waiting. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing is like understanding some people don't want to be talked to again. And it's just, it's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you get a brand new mortgage mailer. I, they've hung up on me a hundred times too. Mm-hmm. And it hurts more when it's 75, $84, whatever it is, than $3. Right. Right. And cause then the good thing about you, you didn't rely just on that alone. Like what else are you, are you blending in there with, the, the uh, I've, done, I've done some instance um, when I can. There's not a ton around us in, in the area that we really work. So I've done a lot of Facebook leads. Um, mm-hmm. I've used countless vendors for them. <laughs> um, yeah. So like today, I'm today I ran or today I dialed um, Facebook leads. Did that. Scheduled some telesales for Age Mortgage on the counties that I still hadn't been able to get to when I ran down to Texas. Um, so I have like. I think 13 of the appointments that I have set are with the Facebook vendors and then two are telesales for age mortgage. And I have more to dial once we get off here too. <laughs> nice. Well, that's awesome. Um, and cause you're, so, cause I think it's, it's great. Like you say, you kind of have like a set schedule or let's go through that. Like now that you're, you're in the office, can you kind of give us what your, your your schedule is whatever it is monday through friday monday through saturday like can you break that down like when you're getting leads when you're dialing when you're booking that type of stuff um yeah so like a typical week for me i sunday will kind of plan out unless i'm in well let me take that back it really starts the week before um knowing that like if i am going to place a facebook um order i typically put it in friday mm-hmm. uh, because i need to have enough time for all of them to come in um sometimes it does take longer um, so like this week I placed my order on, or this past week, I placed my order on Friday for my Facebook leads. Cause I, that's kind of like what I do when I don't, you're not always going to have a plan, but like mm-hmm. to have a plan that isn't a plan, I guess, does that make sense? Like, okay, I can always go do this mm-hmm. and always be profitable off these. So I placed that on Friday, um, planned out that I'm taking a travel trip this weekend. Um, and so basically what I'll do is I'll dial Monday, 8 a.m. I get here by between 7.30 and 7.35 almost every day. Um, I'll dial from 8 to 12. We have our team call at 12, and then we have a manager call at 1. And so we do all that kind of stuff. So it's been really important to dial as hard as I can for those first you know four hours. Mm-hmm. Because I have so much stuff to do on the back end um, with the team and with stuff like that. So um, I'll dial, what I'll do first is I'll set my, um, like today I set my Facebook appointments for the next two days. And then I picked up my age mortgage and I set them for this evening. And then I'll set more for the times that I don't have filled with Facebook yet. Um, because I can always just, even if they're, you know, 30 minute calls, I can go do another one and and I can do two in an hour. So it's a lot Mm -hmm. quicker. I'm getting more appointments and I'm setting myself up that way. 
I'll run Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, anytime I have in there for any extra dials, like Tuesday, if I need to dial more for Wednesday, I will. Um, and then Wednesday, if I haven't, if I have unresolved leads, I'll go door knock them. I'd rather set the appointment Tuesday for Wednesday. Like if I have to dial again and then go door knock Wednesday, then door knock Tuesday. Um, Thursday again, dial day. I'm taking a travel trip, so I went and bought as much age mortgage as I could and where I'm mm -hmm. going. Um, and I'll dial Thursday for Friday, Saturday, and then do the whole thing over again. Got it. Okay. It's been really nice just to have a, even if you don't have everything dialed out exactly step-by-step, step, having an idea of a certain kind of thing that you want to do mm -hmm. has helped me like stay on track with what I want to do. Like I also know my goals. I know my goals for the week. I know how many dials I want to make. I know how many appointments I need to set. So having that, which I didn't have before I got in the office, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, I'll be done whenever I want to be done. <laughs> so when I got in here and set actual goals that are obtainable, mm -hmm. it now forced me to actually work. Right. So once I did that, it was nine day. That's awesome. So, cause yeah, cause a lot of the stuff, well, correct me if I'm wrong, because you even like on your telesales stuff, you don't do you do any like one call closes or are you more like you like to book the appointment for for later? I like to book the appointment for later um, only because most of the time when I'm calling mortgage, they're typically at work. Um, mm -hmm. If you're calling during the day, um, sometimes you do run in some cases where a one call close will like it will be the only thing you can do, which is fine. Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's easier to just set the appointment though, so I can get back to dialing. Yeah. And then I put okay. them in so they get a text reminder beforehand and everything like that. So it's helped with the no show too. But again, right. telesales, you're going to get no show. Yeah. Cause it seems at least during the week, maybe it's just Monday through Wednesday, you're doing a lot of just dialing that day for appointments that night. Is that how you? Yeah. When, when I don't have a Facebook, when I have enough leads in for age mortgage and I don't put a Facebook order in, I'll dial, um, all morning for appointments in the evening and mm -hmm. then I do that throughout the week too um if I don't have like a Facebook order in or anything like that mm -hmm. so I'll dial it set anywhere from like five to seven appointments for the day from like three to six or whatever it is mm -hmm. um, and then I'm normally done normally done with that by 11 and then I'll telesell throughout the night um I normally sit half sell half mm -hmm. I mean that's how that goes um and at that point, you've done, at, for instance, say you set six appointments, you sit half, sell half, you're doing like one and a half, right? Somewhere mm -hmm. numbers play out. Well, you look up and you have almost little to no lead spend. And you've also done six, seven families of that, that week. Yeah. Can't With beat that. Lead spend, and you have all this time during the day to then, you know, go run appointments, do whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. um, just kind of depending on what what it is that you do yeah because if you're doing it that way because i i remember you doing that and i've never really seen the, uh many people do it that way but i mean especially tell us if you're not going to one call close you need to do it the same day or the next day otherwise you're going to get a no show more than likely um, yeah. but that that's smart is like when you're doing that is if you get booked up for the day i mean five five appointments each day i mean Hell, that I mean, by the time the week's up, you're you're obviously more than full time, because um, you want it. I mean, we say you want at least thirty appointments a week. Yeah. So I mean, you do that five days a week. Obviously, that's I mean, you're and normally you're getting more than five appointments, which is nice. 
Yeah. Um, but okay, that that's uh, that's cool. Um, and here in a second, if anyone has any questions, throw them in the the chat or uh, the Q and A. We'll hit those before we jump off here. Um, if anyone has any more detailed questions that I didn't hit on, um, but uh, but so because we're we're coming up on the the end of the year and because one one thing i do want to touch on um is because i i guess you haven't been here a year yet but like everyone is worried like december is that a bad month to do business because it's around christmas time like do you have a certain objection or you are are you getting these objections get with me after the holidays because it's bound to happen like it if you have or if you haven't like share with with us like what you would say to kind of overcome that yeah i've gotten it a few times um get back from me after the holidays get back from me after the first of the year whatever it is um and like with telesales it's it is harder to set that appointment still because they can't know show you or whatever but it's like yeah of course i definitely can do that um mm -hmm. like i said my only job is just to make sure you know you do have what you think you have if it's a if it's a mortgage appointment or put this in the system whatever it is it should take only like five or ten minutes I have some time this evening. Um, I could squeeze you in between like six and seven. Does that, does that work for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Do it that way. Um, I've, I've got some today. I'm doing Facebook in home. Um, and they said the same thing. Can you give it back with me after the holidays? I don't have any money right now. All this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. I definitely can. I don't have a problem doing that. Um, like I said, it's just my job to get you the information. Um, other than that, whatever you do with it, that's up to you. I mm -hmm. just, my only job is to get you the information because at that point you're decreasing sales pressure. Um, and when you go in there, you can still figure out like they're probably still going to go out to eat the next three weeks after the holiday. Right. That's enough money for a policy. You know what I mean? Right. So, and you just, it's just whatever you touch on in the home that mm -hmm. most of the time people are still wanting to protect their family, especially around the holidays. Right. Right. I, I agree because I mean you're gonna get that when you're booking appointments you're gonna get that in the in the home when you're showing them options as well um, I even kind of shared that with with our in our group the other day but it is a lot of things like what I did last year too I don't know if this helps anybody but like a lot of times is they want to want to book the appointment and a lot of times like yeah that's why they're trying to get us to reach out to everybody before the end of the year because it's possible by uh, starting next year, they're going to, they're going to require a physical exam for approval. Um, and this, uh, that's why they're kind of get us out to everybody because it's all non-medical right now. And then like, yeah, back to your script. Um, and that's pretty cool. I haven't heard that. Um, so that, that, that has helped me book more, more appointments towards the end of the year because you're going to get that objection. Um, it's going to happen. And that's why I always tell people when you're on the phone in the home, whatever it's going to be, you got to be prepared for these objections, you can't just uh, assume you're not going to get one. And then when you get one, you just freeze up that that's not really being coachable or you're not learning. You're not getting better. Um, so, this, I mean, this only really works at the end of the year um, just because it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it's not like you're just straight up lying to your clients to, to do this or do that, but it's just, you, you have to make it apparent that just because it's Christmas time, a lot of people in their heads. I mean, you, you start getting these towards Thanksgiving and then people say, get with me after Thanksgiving, you get a hold of them. Okay. Now actually just get me with me after Christmas. And then it just gets prolonged and prolonged. But what if something happens to these people? 
Like they filled out a form for a reason. They filled out a form knowing Christmas is coming up. It is our job. That's the way I always look at it. It's my job to put you in a better situation than when I, when I talked to you or when I saw you, whatever, whatever that's going to be. If I can't help you, I can't help you. But most likely we all know we can help or beat any, anyone else out there if they got something pretty recently, which is, which is pretty nice. Um, but I think that's super apparent for everyone on here um, to, to understand is during the December months, that doesn't mean we just, we just quit working because everyone's going to give you that objection because it's the easiest thing to say. You just haven't diffused the problem and get, gotten them to open up. But once you do um, and you alleviate, alleviate their, their fear or their pain or whatever it is, I mean, you're going to get to that point where that's not really an objection. That's just something everybody says during this time of year. But um, so if you, I guess, before we, we wrap it up, like if you could, if you would start over again, like brand new agent, what are a few things that you would tell yourself or you would tell a brand new agent to accelerate your success? Cause you stayed around helping 10 families a month for a while. And you went through that process. I think where we've all been is like, is this going to work? It, can I get profitable? Like, what are some things that you could have done if you could go back and tell yourself that you would shorten that learning curve and uh, increase your, your chances of having success in the beginning versus waiting nine, 10 months? I definitely think um, number one would have been fun. So like I was in school, like I was in a little apartment, like finding a place where I could have dialed and actually protect that time and not, you know, have a TV. For me, it was TV. I would have it on and I get distracted super easy. So that would have been number one um, because at that point I would have set more appointments, which would have helped mm -hmm. me get in the home more. And once you, I think everybody knows once you get in the home enough, you start getting comfortable. Well, yeah. it took me, it took me eight months to get comfortable and actually understand what I was doing because I prolonged that period. Just like we were talking about, it took me all day to dial. Well, it took me eight months to figure it out because I let it take me eight months instead of doing all of that in a certain amount of time, which would have been the first, you know, I could have done the same amount in the first two or three months, but I took, I took eight to figure it out because I just didn't, I didn't go all in with everything. Mm -hmm. I worked some, I didn't work the whole time. So my, my biggest thing would just be, you know, when it's dial time, it's dial time. And when, when you're running appointments, like you're there to run appointments, go door knock, go do as much as you can to get in more homes. Um, because once <clears> you do that, and you get in more homes, you become more comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. Now that makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think the the chat was is is disabled. Tiffany's uh, texting me. She she has a question. She she's um, she's asking what what type of or what sort of problems um, do you solve? Because um, I think I mean I think that's a good question. As I always say, you got to be a good problem solver or problem finder. What are some big things that you're finding in, in these homes um, more often than not, I guess? Um, I think with, especially with the age mortgage, um, sometimes they already have policies. We just do like a policy review, look over it. And I'll find a lot of times that people don't quite understand what they have. So <laughs> if you can explain it better than the person before you, you typically, you know, 
you end up getting them something that they want because a lot of times I'll run into, okay, there's a, there's a 50 year old that has a 15 year term, but a 30 year mortgage because it was cheaper to write them a 15 year term. Mm -hmm. So then you, you've solved that problem. And well, if you find the problem, then you solve it. Mm -hmm. Hey, I see you only have a, do you have a 15 year mortgage? No, I have a 30 year. Well, you only have coverage for half of that. And then at that point they're like, well, I want coverage for the full amount. And then you can then write them a 30 year term. Right. Or you find the one where it's like, they think, they think that they have a um, immediate issue product um, and they have a guaranteed issue and they have a two year wait, but we have enough products to get them something that's immediate. Mm -hmm. So even, even booking appointments, when they say I already got this done, perfect. It's just my job to go over this, make sure the underwriter in front of me um, did everything they're supposed to with you, especially with final expense, because they'll, you'll run into so many guaranteed issue products (laughs) and you can write them something that's immediate. Um, Right. I think the biggest thing about finding the problems is just finding within the policies. And if they, you know, maybe it was a one leg for somebody, somebody got the husband a policy, not the wife, and they're looking for something for the wife or vice versa. (laughs) So you're finding the problems and then you just solve them by, you don't have to go rewrite the husband's policy if he has something and Mm -hmm. it's good and it's what he wants. Perfect. You go write the wife what she needs now. Mm -hmm. And then that point you're solving that problem. So now they're both covered. Yeah, I think that's huge. It's especially like brand new agents when you're dialing these these leads. I, I what I get a lot is they already said they had it taken care of, and it's but that you don't want to stop there because almost everybody's going to have something taken care of. But a lot of times you you can strengthen their position. Maybe they got something guaranteed issued. We can get them something level, or like you said, the spouse doesn't have it, or maybe they're taken care of. But you go out there, you talk to them. They don't have. They want something on their kids or grandkids now. Like. There's always a place. It's not always replacing a policy. A lot of times it's just adding coverage because the, the, the senior market, these people on average have three different final expense policies. At the time, they have like three different $5,000 policies when we could just bulk them all together. Or that just tells you they've, they're a buyer. They've given their social. They've given their bank info out before. Um, so they know the process and how it works. And they can't tell you, well, I'm not giving you that info. If you already have a policy over here, you did the exact same thing. You're not, you're not going to have that objection anymore, which is nice. Um, so there's always little, little things um, where you can add value, which, which yeah. is good. Especially, can I say one thing that's helped me with that? Um, with people who say they have multiple policies and they'll typically say it over the phone. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I got this done. I have X, Y, Z and X, Y, whatever it is. Right. Perfect. So you have, you have, some coverage already and it's it's with a bunch of different cover companies i'm sure you're wanting to con- to consolidate that into one policy so your beneficiary only has to call one number instead of three right and then i go and then you go out there and you can either consolidate it or they're set up and there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. if you, you're not going to put them in a worse spot but if you can put them in a better spot with one carrier and do it that way and then you you basically just sold three policies to one person right yeah that's really good Oh, that's awesome. Um, okay. Is there anything else you want to leave with everybody on here um, before we wrap it up? I just think that the biggest thing for me that was like really successful for me was just listening to other people dial. And then that I've, I've been on your team zoom before too. That That's awesome. Um, I think that helps a lot. Listening to other people, try, trying to figure out what they say, if you can use it and don't be afraid to try something new. 
if mm -hmm. it was if you weren't doing something that was working before and you change it and it's not working, you're just in the same spot. So <laughs> don't be afraid to try a bunch of different stuff and figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate you jumping on here Ian. hope you guys all, um, got some value out of this. If there's anything I can, I can ever do to help anyone on this call, feel free to, um, reach out. Um, and again, thank you, Stephen Yee for, for letting us hop on here and, and hopefully created some, some value for you guys out there. So again, thank you, Ian, and let's have a good week out there guys. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank you.